past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad that you joined us here today. Today, we're going to be covering another great topic in helping you take control of your career and specifically today in really advancing your career and being successful in your work. Today, we're going to be talking about the topic of trust. We're going to talk about it in a few different ways in how you interact with others, how you lead, and why it's important for your success and for the success of your organization. We'll start right there. Why why does trust matter? And as I've worked with some leaders, what I've seen is this fear. There's a fear around trusting your team and thinking that it, it may result in either the the leader being walked all over, the the leader kind of being pushed around, the leader being tricked. Um Maybe things are going on behind their back, and if they trust their team, they might be in trouble. Their leader feeling like they can't trust their team and be truthful with them, be outright with them, or it will be used against them. So it's kind of this symptom of when there's not trust, someone has to take the first step, right? Someone has to be that person that builds the bridge. And what's the argument for doing that? What's the argument of taking a risk and and putting forward that trust when we know it may backfire on us. It, it may not work for you. My guess is that those those fears may be unfounded, but that's you know easy to say when you're when you're looking at it from the outside. So why do we care about trust? Not um, too surprisingly, there's some research around this. And a quote that I found, American businessman and academic once said, no matter how effective your strategy, vision, and communication, you will fail to achieve the desired result if your organization cannot inspire trust. So this idea of trust is really important for the people around us to be productive, to be effective. And you can, you know, put yourself in that position, put yourself in those shoes. If you don't trust your organization, you're not showing up with your full self every day, right? You're not there and doing a great job because you don't trust that the other people have your best wishes in mind or that they care about you or that what you do will be, you'll get the credit for it, right? There's a lot of issues that come up when we talk about trust and what it does to an employee's performance. Think that we like to assume people will just do their best job because they're at work and they're getting paid to do it. And 
that's just not true, right? People need to be a part of the organization. They need to feel engaged in the organization to to do their best work. So this was um, Bill George who had that quote. And then there's been some research done around trust in organizations. So PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC, did a survey and 55% of CEOs were concerned about the lack of trust within their organizations and 50% of employees, less than 50% of employees trust the organizations that they work for. So there's a huge issue with trust. There's a huge problem where people don't trust organizations, um, I actually saw another video talking about how we don't trust organizations or the people around us, but we're more likely to trust strangers. So people that don't have anything engaged in our circle might tell us something. And for some reason, we've got more trust there than with the organizations that we work for or the organizations that are are in charge of our worlds, let's say. Um, So it's very interesting to think about trust and why you might not trust your team, your boss, your organization, and what that does for for you, to you, to you as a leader, to you in your career, and how you operate every day and the relationships that you build or do not build and the impact that they have on your career trajectory. It's easy to think as a leader, you might be getting some benefit out of not trusting your team, that maybe you're protecting yourself. The opposite is probably true, that when we don't trust our team, then our team doesn't trust us, right? It's a two-way street. And if our team doesn't trust us, our leadership probably doesn't trust us, We're building a a culture of distrust around us if we don't trust our team. And it's going to permeate in both directions and therefore get in the way of our career progression instead of what we may think it's going to help us. So last little quote here from Stephen Covey's The Speed of Trust. When trust goes down in a relationship, on a team, in an organization, speed goes down and cost goes up. The inverse is true. When trust goes up, costs go down and speed goes up. So thinking about that performance is really connected to trust in many different ways. And it is important for us to take that leap of faith and to build trust with our teams, with our boss, within our organization. So let's talk about it at first as a leader. So if you are in a leadership position and you want to build a team that you can trust, how can you do this? So thinking about accountability and how will you hire for accountability and then also do accountability with your team on a regular basis. Show them that all the way around, on every piece of the team, you included, will be held accountable to what you say you will do, all of those pieces, that everyone's going to be held to the same level of accountability. 
when you're hiring, that can look like gauging people's manner of handling situations using behavior-based questions, which is pretty much the norm now anyway, right? Tell me about a time. But what you're really looking for is their honesty and, and accountability in answering the questions. It's one of the reasons I always tell people to be wary of answering a, a question, you know, have you ever missed a deadline with no, I've never, uh, just doesn't sound very, very credible. So thinking about when you're hiring others, really checking to make sure that they're truthful from beginning to end, asking references, doing as much as you can to make sure that that person is being truthful all around. Second thing is not to make negative assumptions. As we talk about on this show frequently, that is one of our major uh, major goals in relationships all the way around, whether we're a leader or coworker, spouse, to not make those negative assumptions about each other, to to give other people the benefit of the doubt, ask the questions, find out where they're coming from. When managers make negative assumptions, um, they are going to micromanage. Right? They're going to think, oh, my person can't do that, so I'm going to do it for them. They're going to withhold information because they don't trust their team, and their team's going to find out that they were withholding information. It's, it, it, it doesn't go well, right? So thinking about how you can not make those negative assumptions, let your team make some errors, and really giving people the opportunity to fail instead of assuming that they're going to and, and swooping in and rescuing them. Maybe easier said than done. And there may be times where you can't do that. But if you want to build build trust on your team, that's what you're trying to do is give them some opportunity to earn your trust, which means that you have to give them some uh, flexibility and authority to have action on their own, autonomous. A big conversation in my world of counselors, right? I have a counseling degree, come from a colleague group of counselors who are often talking about the difference between fair and equal. I like the the analogy of this, you know, you've got kids of three heights trying to watch a baseball game over a, a fence, a solid fence. And the tall one can almost see over the fence. The shortest one is like a, a foot away, right? If you give them all the same size of tool, that's not equal. That's fair, but that's not equal. When you give them each the size of stool that they need to be able to see over the fence, that's equality. When we're in leadership positions, we have to be careful about how you want to handle your team and making sure that each person gets what they need and identifies and acts on their own solutions instead of giving everybody the same thing. How are you going to treat your employees? Going to treat everybody the same? 
or are you going to give everybody what they need? Thinking about giving giving each person the solution they need to be able to see where the fence versus having one solution that's going to work for some and not for others. The difference between fair and equal. And of course, having that policy of truthfulness from yourself, from others, that it's expected, that you're calling people on it when they're not being truthful, but that goes for you as the leader as well. And and that goes to not withholding information, demonstrating distrust from, from the beginning of a situation by not providing everyone the same opportunity to, to be in on whatever's going on in your workplace. So earning that employee's trust and being able to being able to gain their trust and show them that you trust them is really where it starts. And so there's a Harvard Business Review article also on this in this topic um you know when employees don't feel trusted by their management productivity and engagement suffer this is from 2017 you want your employees to trust you, show them you trust them. HBR 2017. So thinking about how we can garner that trust and some of the additional points that it talks about is giving up control. So finding places where you can grant someone authority, making sure that you are taking corrective action, but not being overly reactive about it when they make a mistake. Talks about sharing information, making sure that we're not, again, withholding that information because we don't trust them. It's going to be found out. It's going to be pretty obvious. Pushing for change. So it talks about um, how we can do innovation in groups and give people an opportunity to take risks And then also it talks about investing in employee development and how are you going to help people really know that you care about them as people and as as professionals by giving them those opportunities to develop and to do what they need to do for their own career. So we're going to talk about this a little bit more when we come back, ways that you as a leader can build trust within your team and ways that you can build trust for yourself across your, your across your relationships. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. 
compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. are tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant welcome back to the career confidant and today we're talking about trust And we talked a little bit about specific, concrete ways that you as a leader can build trust with your employees, how we can really give them an opportunity to build, to earn our trust, give them some autonomy, show them that you trust them, show that you care about them as a a person, as their professional development, uh, give up some control, share that information assume good things, right? Give them the benefit of the doubt and and help them earn that trust. So what are some of the things that undermine that trust and think make us feel like we can't trust them? Sometimes it's that lack of self-awareness, right? This is why most leadership development programs focus on helping the leader with their self-awareness using some of, of the, you know, time-proven assessments that tell people about themselves and the way they work. One of the best assessments that this coaching program uses that I've been involved with is around emotional intelligence and really helping people see where their blind spots are um, around their emotional intelligence and seeing what might be getting in their way. Uh, A lack of trust is one of the things that this assessment measures, and knowing that that's getting in your way is part of the battle, then of course, kind of helping to dispel the faulty thinking that by not trusting, you're protecting yourself. Talked about that a little bit. That really is faulty thinking because that circle of distrust hurts everyone and probably most importantly, right? For you, most importantly, it's you. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt your career and and ruin those relationships around you that are critical for success in your current role and any promotion that might happen out of that current role. Um, a lot of organizations are risk adverse by design. And the, some of the people I've been working with are in one of those organizations that is definitely risk adverse, so many structures, policies, and in some ways that much red tape almost builds a culture of distrust because you're regulating every little thing 
And that makes people feel like you don't trust them. So you have to create all these regulations. When we're in that kind of an environment, it's going to be even more important that we show people that we trust them because they're already feeling a lack of trust simply from all the red tape and and structure that might be in an organization like that. That heavy bureaucratic organization feels distrustful simply because there are so many policies. And most of the time, people are going to feel that distrust most with their manager, even though their manager didn't create any of those policies, right? Their manager has to enforce them and and is going to be the face of those policies, even when they aren't the, the one that wrote them. On the other side of things, if you're in an organization that's maybe more agile, it might have a struggle by being kind of bottom line oriented. And so there's a lack of trust because it feels like everything is just really about profits. And when we have that kind of culture, it can breed the same kind of distrust that you don't really care about me uh, or what, what we're doing here, or maybe even the true end result beyond profits because all you care about is profits. When we have those kinds of factors eroding the the trust, it can be difficult to to win it over. So there's a TEDx video, a professor from Harvard Business School, and she's talking about kind of this three-legged stool of trust. And she talks about empathy, authenticity, and logic. Very interesting. She's very into triangles. Uh, you can Google it. Trust TEDx Harvard Business School. You probably find it pretty quickly. Um, she was working at Uber, trying to help them with their trust issues. And very interesting story. But what she's talking about with these three legs of trust is that we usually have one area that as she says, is wobbling more than another. And we can see that within some of these organizations. Um, For instance, all the policies and red tape can sometimes feel to people like faulty logic, right? Do you really need all this red tape? Do we have to have all this process? Where's the logic behind all of this actually working together? And to combat faulty logic, she recommends looking at our communication patterns and making sure that we're communicating the point first and then the supporting points instead of kind of building up to the supporting points by telling the whole story. So when you're in meetings, think about that in your organization. Do people start with the point and then tell you all of the reasons or do they start with all the reasons while they're kind of beating their way through the bush to the point? How does that look in your organizations? What does that kind of logic look like? Are people able to communicate easily the logic behind what they're doing, the decisions, the policies, etc.? When we get too caught up in telling the story, telling all of the supporting points before we get to the point, it can lose people. We can maybe not get to the point. 
Um, and I think maybe the case definitely with some organizations, especially when there's uh, gender dynamics, and she kind of made a joke about this in her TEDx video, when there's those gender dynamics that, uh, or power dynamics, maybe not even gender related, but power dynamics, where you get interrupted before you get to the point, then it's even more important that you start with the point so that if you get interrupted, you already have shared your idea, right? You've already shared the the forward moving piece of it and everyone can get behind that even though they might not have all of the supporting cast. The other wobble point that she talked about was empathy. And I see this with a lot of leaders because they feel like they're not supposed to have empathy. They're not supposed to buy into their team's life. And there's a fine line to walk there, perhaps, with empathy. Can you be too empathetic with your team to the, to the point where they walk all over you? I'm sure that could happen. But when we aren't empathetic, when we aren't able to look at others' perspectives, and this kind of goes back to that assumption piece, when we're assuming that people are doing things for bad reasons, you're automatically not having any empathy for them. You're not looking to see what their perspective is. You're not looking to see what they're trying to achieve that might be positive. You're automatically putting up that that wall and, and making that deci- decision that you're not going to try to see their perspective. Empathy can kind of be this kind of touchy-feely word, and um, I'm not sure as a leader I should do that. There's a really good case for it, right? When you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, when you can see their perspective, when you can listen to what they have to say, you get more innovation, you, you get more engagement, and you probably get better results not just because of listening and and them being engaged, but because you're actually listening to some other ideas and can see some other perspectives. So when we think about that empathy piece, um, what are you doing to really listen to your team? Can't build trust if we're not listening to them, if we're not paying attention to what's going on with them as people, as well as with them as as team members, what they're actually bringing to the table. The last piece of of her stool there, her three-legged stool, is authenticity. And people can automatically tell when we're not being authentic, when we're not speaking our own experience, when we're trying to fit in, um, You know, you can tell when someone isn't there, when they aren't themselves, when it's not real, when they're trying to be something that they're not. It's just so obvious, right? And, And you can't trust someone when you see that false front. You can't trust someone when you don't really know what they stand for. The challenge for most of us, and she explains this very well, is that there isn't really 
acceptance for us to be ourselves. There's a false narrative, perhaps, that we should all be authentic. And then when it comes right down to it, we are coached, perhaps, um, by our peers, by our managers, and or perhaps shamed to conform, to fit in, to do things the way that they have always been done, to do things the way that they quote unquote should be done, to dress the way that everyone else is dressed. And there's such a fine line here because how do you make a good impression and have a good professional presence and also still be authentic to who you are. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. I don't think you have to show up in a hoodie and ripped jeans at a presentation to be authentic. There's a, there's a middle ground there somewhere of being authentic to yourself and still considering what is appropriate for the situation. It's a hard line for most of us to walk. And lately what I feel like I've seen is a lot of people bucking and going completely, you know, quote unquote authentic um, without really paying attention to what's appropriate for the situation. I think there's a middle line there somewhere. There's a, yes, you can be authentic without um, perhaps being rude in in the situation that you're in or disrespectful in the situation that you're in. Most of us probably are still more likely to overly conform rather than to be completely rebellious. And, and maybe it's okay if we're rebellious for a little bit and then we work our way back to the middle ground. That authenticity is important because we can't trust someone we don't know. This is our challenge as leaders to get to know our team and to let our team get to know us a little bit beyond just that professional front. If they don't know you at all, if you don't ever share anything about yourself, you don't have a relationship and there's no trust. How are we going to make those connections have a relationship with our team so that they can trust us. All right, we're going to take another short break and we'll be back in just a little bit. We're going to talk about the trust equation. We'll be back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. 
How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you tapped your full potential as a leader? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper and connect with your inner force. Join host Angela King as she invites you to discover something that already lies within you and helps you become a better leader. Your most important connection is the one you have with yourself. It's time to connect, ignite, and rise. It's time for Inner Force. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about trust. And we were talking about the three-legged stool of trust in authenticity, logic, and our empathy. This very similar concept here, but this is more from the world of sales. Although I think sometimes when we hear that or we think that, we, we kind of discredit it. Oh, I'm not trying to sell anything. I don't need uh, I don't need to worry about this. This is very similar to that other three-legged stool example just a little bit different words and maybe actually easier to understand it comes from the work of charles green i first heard about it from the sandler sales coach in my neck of the woods and the idea of the trust equation is that on the top you have credibility So can you do what you say you will do? That credibility, do people think that you know what you're talking about? Um, And this may be similar to the the logic in the other conversation. You know, do people think that you know what you're talking about? Do people trust your information? Do they, they see you as someone who brings good, solid information to the table? If they do, that builds your trustworthiness. Then reliability. Do you do what you say you can do? So are you are you doing what you say you will do? Are you trustworthy? Are you reliable? Sorry, not trustworthy. That's where we're going. Are you reliable? Do you make commitments and then deliver on them? This is important for all of our relationships, right? If we never make a commitment, it's almost as bad as not delivering on it because we are demonstrating that we 
don't care enough to commit to that person to to say that we'll do something for them and, and follow through on it. Or as a leader, this might even be that you give them an opportunity to do something, you know, you commit to let them doing something and then don't take it back from them. So credibility, can you do what you say you will do? Reliability, do you do what you say you will do? And then intimacy, which is that do you connect with the other person? Do they like you? Do you have that ability to share, to have a two-way street? So that's on the top of the equation. Credibility, reliability, and intimacy. And the more credits we have there, obviously, the better. We're going to have more trust if people see us as credible, if they see us as reliable, and if we've built some kind of two-way street relationship by communicating in an accessible way, letting them into our lives. Um, One of my colleagues always tells the story of a CFO she was working with, and he started a dinner at his house, an annual dinner at his house, where he was cooking for everyone. What a great way to build that intimacy. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's uncomfortable. I think sometimes people hear the word intimacy and automatically take it to that uncomfortable place. And it really doesn't have to be. It's just simply letting that person be a part of your your wider world. This is why people love Facebook, even though it's not necessarily you know, quote unquote, real, it is an opportunity to look at someone's life in a non-professional lens. It gives people an opportunity to connect with other real human beings. And the, you know, other social media like LinkedIn still have a place for that more professional networking. But even on LinkedIn, you'll see people starting to get a little bit more personal and connect with other people on a different level because people crave this, right? People want to actually connect with other people and because good relationship builders know that it's important to actually have a relationship that you go beyond the superficial, that you go beyond just the the professional. And some of us are going to struggle with that a little bit more you know, maybe because we're introverted and we just don't naturally share our inner world as much with folks, or maybe because of our, our our upbringing, we're just not used to sharing with other folks that much. And and really, that intimacy is important, not necessarily online. We don't all have to do it online. But if you're going to build relationships with people in your organization, in your industry, if you want that longevity for your career those relationships are going to be a big part of it and intimacy is going to be a part of those strong relationships, finding a way to connect with people beyond just the professional front. Credibility, you know, we're pretty good at that. Um, Doing what we say we will do, probably all of us could work on, mostly because we tend to overcommit ourselves and, and then thinking about that intimacy. 
So those are all on top of the equation. And underneath, you have this idea of self-orientation. This is that, this is also the empathy part of the equation. Self-orientation. So the idea here is how much are you into yourself versus worried about others and caring about others and, and really making others the center of the discussion. Are you paying attention to what others need? This is what good salespeople do really well. They're not trying to sell you something. They're trying to help you, right? They're trying to solve your problem. And when they do it well, it doesn't feel disingenuous. It feels like, yes, this person really wants to help me. They really care about what I'm needing, best way to, to do that is to give the person your solution to be that trusted advisor who provides them with some kind of value, even if they aren't going to buy something from you. You're going to provide that connection to what they do need, right? You are focused on them, not on yourself. This gives you some lead way. So when people really feel like you're authentic, you have good intimacy with them, you can get away with missing a deadline or forgetting to do something. You have more leadway in your trust equation if those pieces are strong. If you're very credible, you might get away with a little less intimacy. People see you as the authority and they'll say, well, you know, that person isn't um, perhaps as as accessible or don't have as uh, personal of a relationship with them, but I still trust them because they're the authority and perhaps they're really focused on helping others. So it, it's an equation. Some pe- people are going to be good at other parts and not as good at at the others, the more that we can build our skills in all of these areas, the easier it will be for us to build trust and build relationships with others. So credibility, reliability, and intimacy, all building your trustworthiness And then the foundation of it really being that self-orientation. Are you focused on others' concerns or are you focused on yourself? Now, I'd say for some of us who tend to be on the quieter side, this can be a challenge because people will perceive that you were, are about yourself unless you make it clear that you're concerned about them and that you care about them. If we don't voice that, if we don't make sure that people know that we care about them, that we're interested in them, it's not going to matter what's going on in our heads. (laughs) So my fellow introverted leaders out there, um, that may be our challenge, that you actually have to communicate your your concern for others, your, your other orientation or it will be assumed that you are self-oriented. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to make sure that you're verbalizing and, and using your nonverbals 
to let people know around you that you care about them, that you're interested in them, that you have their needs in mind. So that trust equation can be helpful in thinking about how you're going to build trust around you and in your circle to move your career forward. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about how we build this trust and use our our relationship skills to get our career needs met, I guess, is where I'm going with that. Um, obviously, it doesn't work if we're using the relationships, but if we have those relationships, we can help ourselves and help others move forward in our careers. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we've been talking about trust. We talked about the three-legged stool of trust in logic, empathy, and our our um, our authenticity. We talked about the trust equation with our credibility, reliability, intimacy, all over our our self orientation, our ability to be thinking about others instead of ourselves. 
So there's ways that technology get in the way of these relationships, and there are ways that we can use technology to benefit these relationships. And it is just about thoughtfulness and how you're using technology. So in this TEDx video, the Harvard Business School professor is talking about the three-legged stool of trust, and she's talking about how our cell phones get in the way of that, right? That when you've got your cell phone in front of you, you are automatically considered to be self-centered. Nobody really cares if you might be saving the world on that phone, right? It, the perception is that you are doing something that is most likely for yourself, that you're tuned out, you're in your own little world, um, you're not paying attention to the person across from you. So in that way, of course, technology can get in the way of us building trust. It can get in the way of us building those those real relationships. In other ways, we can use technology to help us with those relationships. So some people might be really natural in maintaining relationships and reaching out to people on a regular basis. Other people are going to struggle with that. Again, those more introverted folks might struggle with that. People who have, um, you know, whatever might be going on for them, it's just not as easy. So you can use technology to help you stay in touch with folks, to set yourself reminders, to follow up with people on a regular basis, um, to use the little reminders that LinkedIn sends you when it's somebody's birthday or when someone's got a promotion. There's nothing contrived about using those reminders where it comes into being authentic and, and using intimacy is how you use them. You know, if you just hit the say congrats button on LinkedIn, that's not intimacy, that's not authentic, that's not empathy, that's just a button. But if you have it pop up and it says so-and-so's been somewhere for four years and you reach out to them and you say, wow, I can't believe it's been four years. I remember when we were working together and this and that, or I remember how hard it was for you to make that transition. Um, so glad to see that you're doing well, right? Whatever it is where you're actually taking a real interest, you're making a real connection with that person. Yes, LinkedIn prompted you to have that memory, but you're still sharing the actual in-depth, real, authentic, connecting memory or whatever it might be with that person so that you're making a real connection. And if we use technology to help us, but then we use our others-centered orientation to make sure that our communication is authentic and and really other-centered, that's a great way to use technology for this purpose. You might set up a schedule that you connect with someone to go to coffee. You might use these notifications you know, connect with people on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Your worst enemy is the like button. It's so easy. I do it all the time too. But it really is your worst enemy because that's not a connection. That's not, that's false. That's a false feeling of staying connected with someone when you're really not. Avoid that as as much as possible and find a way to really comment on someone's posts to send them 
messages to connect with them over email or via the phone. And of course, the best way is to then use all of those methods to meet in person and stay connected face to face. Nothing can replace that face to face communication in terms of building trust and maintaining trust. That's why industry events and opportunities to really go in person with people are so important where you can make those connections, where you can maintain those connections and build real relationships. So as you're thinking about your trust in your workplace, there is a false sense of mistrust, distrust being a good thing. And I think we've seen some examples, especially here in the U.S. recently, where it's been very obvious that a culture of fear, a culture of distrust is dangerous. When we act, when we react, when we have knee-jerk reactions out of mistrust, out of fear, it's dangerous. Taking a risk to trust others is definitely that. It, it is a risk. But we are fooling ourselves when we think that not trusting, that being suspicious is any better in the long run for our career, for our relationships, for our communities, that lack of trust and that fear is more of an eroding force than misplaced trust ever could be. So challenge yourself to assume the best, to give people the benefit of the doubt, to trust and open up the door for that other person to trust you as well for increased productivity increased engagement, and just plain real relationships that will help you and help others feel connected, feel fulfilled, and maybe not feel so disconnected and depressed in, in our everyday lives. I encourage you to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. Look forward to your thoughts, your questions, and other topics that you'd love to see covered on the show. We'll be back next week with more information, more resources for you to stay on top of your career path, keep your career moving forward, and we look forward to seeing you then next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.